and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Dreamcast. In today's interview, I am interviewing somebody who went from being a bush pilot to an online marketer. (laughs) Not only did she redream and retransform herself and her family, but she's now helping thousands of business owners do the same. In this episode, you are going to learn how to attract the right clients into your business, how to brand yourself to stand apart, and then some of her favorite tips, tricks, and skills to navigate the mud of entrepreneurship. So please give a big Dreamcast welcome to Mariko Briley. Hi, I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to start the interview. Yay, thank you so much for being here. I know you are in Arizona where it's 115 degrees out and I'm in Michigan where we like just started summer. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, no, we are in like the pinnacle of the heat wave. So yeah, that's so fun. But you did not grow up in Arizona that you like actually grew up in uh, Alaska, which is a far cry (laughs) from where you are now. I'd love to start off by just sharing a little bit about your story, where you came from and tell me a little bit about life in Alaska. Yeah, so I I definitely went from one extreme over to the other. Uh, But yeah, I grew up, you know, in Alaska in the great outdoors. It was a little bit similar to those crazy shows that you see. Um, I actually decided to be a bush pilot in Alaska and did that for about, oh my gosh, five or six years. And that was a very crazy but exciting time. So a bush pilot is somebody who does tours? Do you like work with gold miners? I actually did. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Yes. It's so crazy to like hear myself say it, but yes, that was my life. I flew around dirty gold miners that just came out from the mine, um, mechanics, all sorts of stuff landed in the middle of nowhere where you're like, is where are we landing? It's like that little dirt strip over there. That's right. Yep. That's crazy. Um, you probably heard some crazy stories during those years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, pilots love to talk. Definitely have some crazy stories myself. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I wouldn't have traded that experience for the world. Um, but, you know, have a kid and then realize that maybe having, you know, a job that wasn't so dangerous. <laughs> Now, before we get into what you're doing now, what, what got, like, why did you decide bush pilot? Like where, where did that dream start? My grandfather was a pilot who, and he actually was an entrepreneur as well. So he just flew for fun. And I think the statistics are like one out of eight people have their pilot's license in Alaska. So it's really popular. A lot of people do it. I had a lot of friends um, that became pilots And it just was a rush. It was exciting and fun. And when I figured out I could actually make it a living and a lifestyle, I was all in. Very cool. Yeah, they always say you you can't be what you don't see, right? So if you saw being a pilot as like a 
reasonable or, or op- an option that that was open to you, then you, know, you had a brain cell for it and you went after it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So not only was your grandpa uh, an entrepreneur, but you had other entrepreneurs in your family. Tell me a little bit about growing up with people who were owning their own vision or owning their own business, having, having the vision for it. Like, what was that like? Sure. So I grew up in a Mary Kay home. My mom was Mary Kay consultant, or she still is. And uh, it was very much a part of my life. I also joined the team. and But I, my primary focus was helping her. So I was always constantly inviting friends over. I remember when we had prom, everybody would come over to our house to do makeup. And, you know, it was just part of the life that I grew up with. And I had a really positive experience with it. So it always has a a close spot in my heart um, and something I really support others who want to get in that line of field. Cool. Yeah. I know as I've been in our company for 11 years and we always talk about how we're going to get our kids to help us with X, Y, and Z. So yeah. they can kind of be a part of the vision too, because oh, very much so there's, it's, it's a, a a family business in a sense, like everybody's on board with the dreams and the goals. And so you probably saw your mom hit goals and miss goals and be, you know, you're a part of the journey too. I I saw the peaks and I saw the valleys and the struggles and the winds for sure. And that's, you know, that actually inspired us to start the business that we own right now. Okay. So you had a child, you decided bush piloting piloting was was not like the best motherly position for you to be in. Definitely not. Yeah. And, but you had a vision, you had a vision of what entrepreneurship could do for your family. So what did you go into next? Yeah. So, um, uh, I kind of did things really fast and a little bit backwards. So I had a kid got married quit my job. And my husband, my new husband, brand new husband, we were like, what the heck are we going to do? We didn't want to stay in Alaska. So we were like, hey, we're young. Let's sell everything, move and start an online business, (laughs) Um, of which both of us really knew nothing about. But this was 10 years ago. And we really felt strong that everything was going to move in that direction. So I know a lot of businesses were just starting to move online. Um, The whole, it was a marketing business as well. So we knew like, okay, everybody, every business is going to eventually be online and need help with marketing their business online. Why not get in on it, you know, at the very beginning? Ooh, so you really were a pioneer in the online marketing space. We saw a lot. Yeah, definitely. We were, we were one of the, the beginning companies. And, you know, our company transformed and morphed as it went through the years. But yeah, that was kind of the vision that we saw. And the lifestyle also really was appealing. Being online, we didn't have to just be stuck in one spot. We could travel around still. I still could sow my oats with, you know, being a pilot and being a lot more free and we could work anywhere. So it really was a good idea. Uh Um, And looking back at it, you know, where I'm just so happy that we decided to sit down and figure out what we wanted. Okay. So you've said a few things. Number one, you saw the vision of something that wasn't quite there yet. I think a lot of times we are easy to jump on the bandwagon when everybody else is, right? So we all jump on it because, oh, now we get it. 
Yep. But you saw the vision before it was a thing necessarily. What were some of the the early challenges that you had as you were getting your your business up and running? Well, just for me, it was um, my first taste of being a business owner. My husband had already owned a couple businesses, so he was a lot more familiar, which is nice. But for me, it was a big learning curve, a lot of new things going on, much different being an employee than running your own business. Um, And then also being in an industry where I really knew nothing about. So not only did I have to learn how to run a business, but I also had to learn a completely new trade, a new skill set. And without going to school, I didn't have anybody to show me. I just kind of had to like jump in and figure it out. Meaning the skill set, meaning marketing? Yeah, marketing. uh, Oh, yeah. Um, All of it everything. And it was, you know, I like challenges. So it would definitely fit my personality. And my brain does work a lot more techie than most. So it was maybe a little bit easier, but it was still very challenging. And there was a lot of ups and downs in the beginning (laughs) getting started. Yeah. We like to say, you kind of have to walk through the mud to get to the other side, but that's how you learn. Right. And that's how you can then, whenever I'm in the mud, I'm like, this is going to be a really good story later. (laughs) I always think that too. I'm like, Oh, when I get on the other side, yeah, this story is going to be amazing. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Pete, this is going to be a good story. So you have the vision. You're like, okay, businesses are going to go online. Like you saw that three steps ahead of where it even really was then, because Mm -hmm. we didn't really have Facebook at that time. We didn't have social media. I mean, I started my business in 07 and you know, we like to say it was like the blind leading the blind a little bit. Oh, very much so. yeah, Yeah. So we didn't have those, those types of things, but yet you saw the vision, but then you also said you, you gained clarity on what you wanted. Tell me what that clarity was at the beginning. What was it that you really wanted? Well, I think a lot of people don't actually sit down and think about what the heck do I want out of my life? They just kind of go through the motions or feel trapped. Like they have to do something. And from an early age, I just realized I saw a lot of influential people come and go in my life that did things outside the box, like not a lot of traditional jobs. And I just realized, really, I could do anything I wanted to do. And I didn't have to be a pilot, even though I'm not going to mention how much money I spent on training (laughs) and my degree, but I could do anything else. And, you know, having my husband there too, who is what I call the ultimate entrepreneur who takes risk and, you know, just everything kind of came together. Uh, But it all started off with thinking about, okay, what do I want the rest of my life to look like? And how am I going to get there? Mm, You're totally speaking my language right now, because I think that that's something a lot of people don't spend the time doing. And then they wonder why they're not taking, why they're not moving, you know, why they're spinning their wheels. Yeah, exactly. So you took the time to get clear. You cast, you casted kind of your own vision for yourself. You created that own personal vision, but it wasn't easy. So what are some of the, your favorite aha moments as you started like one step at a time building a business of your dreams? Oh my gosh. Well, I guess <laughs> a big one was learning to appreciate the failures. So I am 
I now realize I'm a perfectionist and I really don't like to admit that I fail. And I would, I was one of those people and I'm probably still am a little bit where I would like kill myself just to like succeed. And, you know, even if it meant I didn't sleep for hours and days and if I didn't eat, you know, it was like always I saw the goal and I would get there. It didn't matter. Um, but I started to realize through the journey that you don't have to, to be like that. And it's okay to fail because then you learn how to not do something. And it might take 10, 20 times for you to go through those failures and to realize, all right, that didn't work. Learn from it, move on. And the quicker that I understood that and I could move on faster, the more success came into my life. So just realizing the failure, not dwelling on it, getting over it, pushes you towards success so much faster. Yeah. If you've got that long-term vision, I often say that this is a marathon, not a sprint, oh, right? Gosh. So yes. when you have the long-term vision, it ends up just being a speed bump rather than a wall. Exactly. Yep. And I saw, and you know, when your eyes are open more, going through the process, I definitely was closed mind minded, but coming through the other side a little more, a bit more, you know, you see it in other people too, where you're like, well, that's not a big deal. You know, you should just move on. But I'm glad I went through that. So I can understand and have empathy with people that are like, Oh, you know, our website has been shut down twice. Um, we like our Facebook page has been shut down like three or four times. And if we would have just dwelled and been like, uh, what are we going to do? Woe is me. We probably wouldn't be in business anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you work with entrepreneurs because basically your company Woobly is teaching social media strategies to, to businesses and entrepreneurs all over the country and, and probably even the world. What are some maybe typical habits or, or breakthroughs that you see your clients go through as they start really putting themselves out there, creating their own personal vision, getting clear on what they want, and then sometimes even being vulnerable, like taking the steps to get there? For sure. Every person that has gone through the aha moment, the realization, uh, ends up coming out so much better on the other side. Um, you have to take accountability for your own actions and really grasp the fact that you don't know everything that you're here to learn and um, that there's always something in your business that you could be doing better or that you need help with. And so as soon as people, as soon as our clients came to that aha moment of like, okay, this is something new. This is something I need help with. I'm, I'm reaching out and I'm open to it. That's when the learning process can really happen. And when a lot of transformation um, could happen and you could just almost feel it in the way people talk their, um, just the vibe that they put out when they made that transition moment. You could feel a difference within them even. Oh, big time. A lot, it, not so much stress, not so much of the anxieties, but more of like, okay, I'm ready. Like, mm -hmm. let's do this. I'm ready to push forward, learn something new. Um, sometimes people aren't ready for success yet. 
and they got to get it together uh, and then they can reach their goals. Oh, I, I work with a lot of people all the time as well. And I, I mean, people often will say, oh, it's fear of rejection or a fear of failure that stops me. But you're right. A lot of times it's fear of success. So Isn't what are weird? some, yeah, it's so interesting because I think a lot of times we don't like, there's this quote, right. That says it's, if like we're scared of how powerful and awesome we really are. I don't remember the quote, but it's something but, like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and so do you have anything that you typically do with your clients to help them kind of take on this, um, this new successful persona versus, versus the, the fear that they may start with? You know, I like, we always, we always talk about internally, uh, with the, the other coaching staff that we have on board, how sometimes we feel like we're more psychologists and cheerleaders. Um, but that is a big part of it. And we've accepted the fact that, you know, m- part of mindset training, goal setting is very important. And I make sure when I talk to people, I ask quite frequently, what are your goals? Have you written it down? Do you know how to get there? Um, a lot of mind shifting and mind changing. So people are open to success and they can overcome those fears that are holding, that are holding them back. Um, I'm more of a tough love kind of person. Some people don't like that too much. But if I see something going on, I call it out. And sometimes people do need to understand that what they're projecting and what they're saying is fear-based and that they either need to like change that aspect or somehow at least acknowledge what's going on. Ooh, self-awareness is so huge. And it is. I was actually a clinical psychologist before I jumped into my, my network marketing career. And so people ask me all the time, do you still use your degree? And I'm like, Uh I sure do because starting anything new, any sort of business is out of our comfort zone. It's always easier to do the same thing, even if we don't like it. In fact, I've had team members quit and go back to a job they hated because it was comfortable. It was easy. At least they knew it. And so you, just like we are, are helping people step outside their comfort zone and number one, get clear on what they want, just like you had to do, have that personal Mm -hmm. vision, but then you're also teaching them steps along the way. So one question I have is how do we use social media online? Like what are some things that you help your clients create so that they then can live a life of their dreams and they're not necessarily a slave to the business? Definitely. Yeah. We take a a peek at what they got going on. So we, we do kind of like an analyzation of their current business and go through and pick out the spots that they either need help with or areas that they want to grow and thrive. So right initially, we call it the welcome call, the onboarding process. We kind of walk through what's going on in their business and try and clear up those areas before we even get started. Because most of the times we find that, um, well, I mean, we, you know, you're always learning from, from things that you do in the past. But, you know, when we first started off, it was all result driven. It was like, nope, our whole goal is just to get everybody leads online coming in. And that's the end of it. 
but we were there, we were finding that people weren't getting the results they wanted because they didn't have their business set up correctly. They weren't ready for a bunch of new clients and people coming in. So part, we started introducing things like branding into their business. So it wasn't so much of, nope, you're going to go out there and you're going to hide behind your network marketing company and you're just going to push your products online and that's all you're doing, um, which is actually what a lot of people are trained to do and it doesn't work very well. And you end up losing a lot of friends and families. People stop, stop following you because you become that person that just promotes your network marketing company. And we, we put a halt on that. And so we teach people, okay, you got to open up your own business page on social media. That's the first step. We, I love Facebook. So we, I mostly teach out of Facebook. And um, then we help them with the branding aspect. So it's, it's a big shift in what a lot of people are used to doing. Uh, I like to pick people in their actual network marketing company and look at the top dogs and say, okay, what are they doing that's different than what everybody else is doing? It's always branding, right? Always. They always are putting themselves as the authority, as the leader, as the person to go to. So we say, okay, it's emulation. You need to pick somebody, emulate their branding and how they are putting themselves in the front. And their network marketing company is the platform or it's, the vehicle that they're using to get to where they want to be. I love that. We always say people will buy you before they buy the products. It's true. And it's if, so true. Yeah. I mean, if you're somebody that people know like, okay, they will help me create my dream life too, or they'll teach me or, you know what I mean? They kind of want to grab onto our coattails, don't they? Oh, that's how it always is. You have to have something of value that people want. Otherwise, they're just going to find somebody else. Mm -hmm. So being able to be comfortable showing that to other people and understanding just the whole psyche behind uh, marketing and business uh, is really the beginning steps of social media, of being online and marketing. And then we get into the more technical aspects as soon as they build up their social media presence. And we start getting into like Facebook ads manager, how to set up an ad, how to boost posts. Um, do you want to draw in product users or business builders? We always recommend business builders because that's how you're going to grow your company. And then, you know, there's all, there's an art to marketing online. A lot of people dabble in it and have tried it a couple times and not been successful because there's so many things that you have to have in line and set up before you dive right in and start trying to actually market your business online. So there's a lot of preliminary work setting things up, but it's so worth it in the end because as soon as it's set up, then it's just time to push go and use automation to really help you out. And then you, once you have your plan, then it's just all execution and you don't have it to totally think. is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So a lot of work up front, but then not as much on the, the back end. Yeah, that's really cool. And you mentioned branding and I and I've went through your website and I heard you talk a lot about sharing your story. So you're drawing people in. Can you tell us a little bit about how you teach people how to craft their story? For sure. Um, I find one thing that's really common is everyone wants to project initially something that they're not. 
So they have this idea in their head of someone they want to be and what a successful person looks like and acts. And I always say, don't do that. You have to be yourself. Your life journey will attract other people that are on the same journey that you can relate to. And those are the type of people you want to work with. So don't feel like just because you aren't at the peak of your success or because you used to be a teacher for 20 years. Don't think that is not important because there, there's going to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people attracted to our clients. And it might not be the same type of people that are attracted to a different client. And that's okay. Uh, you have to project and put out who you are, the real authentic you, in order to draw in people that you're going to mesh well with. So putting your story out there is really the only way I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can take a bit of time to sit down and say, okay, what are highlights in my life? What are lowlights in my life? Yeah. How, you know, how much debt do I want to pay off? How much debt have I paid off? What are my dreams? What are my goals? Where am I going? What have I experienced? And then craft stories based on the highs, the lows, the goods, the bads, the dreams, the failures, because people will connect most often with, with the lows even more than they will the highs. And so yep. sitting so down true. and thinking about that is... Like you said, it can take a bit of time, but once you've got it, like it's go time. That's exactly right. And you know, the, the process can be a little painful too, to, to open up some wounds and go through, but so necessary people connect on an emotional level. We say emotion equals motion. If you really want people, if you want to connect with people and want them to do something, you've got to show emotion. Otherwise, it's just, you know, one corporate big business thing after another. And you don't want to be that. You want to be authentic and you want to build relationships. Now, you started your business, you said, right after you had a baby. So mm -hmm. how many kids do you have now? I have two and okay. that's it. So okay. two girls and I am done. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I have two boys as well. And what's kind of cool about our story is that we were able to quit our full-time jobs before we even had kids, which was really special. That's and we awesome. worked our business like head down, full focus. Oh, gosh, we yeah. went to Australia for six weeks and built the business there and, and did our thing, quit our jobs. And so we've only, our kids have only known to work from home parents, which has been really special. But there's oh, a... There's a balance. There's a, a shift when you're trying to do both things well. So as mom and a business owner, <laughs> tell me a little bit about how that worked for you. Yeah, it's hard. You just have to make a priority for business and for kids um, and not let that get out of whack because it can happen really fast. I tend to be a workaholic and then get burned out. So uh, for me writing out a schedule and sticking to it is the way that I thrive. So I know pretty much every hour what I need to be doing. And then I know at like 3.30, I'm shutting everything down and I'm going to go pick up my kids from school and spend time with them and cook dinner. And then, you know, if I have other things that I didn't get through the day, I allot an hour or two hours in the evening to go do those things while they're off playing or hanging out with dad. 
Um, and so sticking to a very regimented schedule really helps me find that balance in between the two. Well, then, you know, when you're at work, you're at work. And then when oh, you're gosh, home, yeah. you're at home and you yes. don't have, cause I think for me, that's part of the disconnect is if you're at work and you're like, I should be at home, you know, but, and you feel guilty or you're at home and you're like, oh, I've got all this stuff to do. So you're not even fully present. But when you've got that, those clear deadlines or, or boundaries essentially in your schedule, you can be fully available or with what you're doing at that time. Oh, it's so necessary that you can shut down that mind and not think about the loads of laundry that you have to do or think about, you know, oh, my kid misses me. And because in reality, I feel like I spend a lot of time with my kids and they need to have somebody else to hang out with and play with and not carrying around the mom guilt uh, because your kids are going to be okay. They don't need to be around you 24-7. At least that's that's my feelings on it. Um, and then also, too, you know, one more thing to throw in the mix is I've really started setting a time for myself and personal development and trying to uh, just grow as a person. So I was like, where the heck am I going to squeeze this in my day? I actually started waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And going to bed a little bit earlier and cutting out TV time. I was like, you know what? I don't need to watch an hour or two of Netflix every night. <laughs> if I wake up for an hour early in the morning and I can meditate and read some books, that's so much better use of my time. How do you feel differently now that you've rearranged your schedule with those priorities? So much better. It's very freeing. So you don't have that burden. I I tend to get a lot of stress and anxiety when I don't know what's coming up next or I don't have a lot of control over um, not knowing what's coming in and going out and what I should be doing. So for me to not have to worry about that really helps me be very productive and I don't have to waste a lot of energy on that anxiety and stress. Yeah. Yeah. We always say there's no BV in TV, meaning (laughs) it's not going to help you make money. It doesn't make life better. (laughs) No, it does not. It definitely is. Your time can be spent doing so much more things that are productive for you. You don't have to work, but at least be productive in your life. Yeah. Yeah. A half an hour is going to go by and it's like, is that half an hour going to take you, build you up or drain you or make you numb, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. No, it's true. Making those choices. So I have an interesting question because you saw the vision of being a bush pilot. You are an um, adventurous type person. You kind of grew up in a world where risk-taking was not as risky as maybe it would be. And, you know, my dad was an accountant and my mom was a stay at home (laughs) mom. And so risk taking for us was very risky (laughs) and and it was a hurdle I had to, had to go through. So how did your time as a bush pilot influence your entrepreneurial experience? Wow. Um, At first, you know, they're very different, two completely different things, but one thing they had in common was taking risks. So, as a bush pilot, you have to have a lot of self-assurance. You have to have a lot of confidence and you also have to be willing to put yourself in somewhat jeopardizing circumstances, um, but have the faith that you can live through it and that everything is going to be okay. And that correlation to entrepreneurship is very important. I mean, as an entrepreneur, are you going to die? No. 
but being in not being successful, being a failure, not making, being in debt, those type of things can make you feel like you're dying. So being able to have the confidence and have the self-assurance that even if things aren't going okay or in the direction that you want, it's going to be okay and you're going to live through it and you're going to be better at the end. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'm like just picturing you right now in an airplane <laughs> landing on this like With little headsets on. Yeah, landing in like a little tiny spot on the ground <laughs> and anxiety going up. You know, your kind of adrenaline's pumping. Oh you got but so yet, much adrenaline going on. You, you, you do it like you, you're not focusing on the emotion part. You're focusing on what you want. You're focusing on where you're going and you're able to separate the two a little bit. And I think in entrepreneurship, you have to do that too. Oh, I, yeah. I often say I don't work my business based on how I feel. I work my business based on what I want. So regardless of being nervous or anxious or you know tired or whatever it is, it's like your your eyes are forward. You've got that landing spot right in front. You know you're like going for it, and you've got the confidence that you're going to get there, regardless of what emotions are going on on the inside. That is so true. The focus and the drive to reach your goals, whether it's to land the plane or to reach a milestone in your business, that focus and the drive is so important. So, so important because there's a lot of things that come up in your life that could veer you off the path. Yeah. But you have to have that determination to keep you your eyes on the prize. Absolutely. So 10 years you've been building your business, which is called Woobly. And tell me, what oh, is your... Ubly. Ubly? Close. Ubly? Yes, <laughs> and tell, what is your next goal for your current business? What are you working on? Oh my gosh. So I always feel like we're like, we're restructuring. Um, <laughs> we're, we're actually in an uh, exciting but challenging time in our business right now. So we are trying to trying to change it up a bit so we can see i mean better results for our clients. Uh, that is our number one goal for our business is to make sure that the client experience is good and that they are getting the most that they can out of our training. So we've gone through I think we're on like the fourth edition of our training center. Uh, we just we keep revamping it, getting feedback from clients, trying to make it more user friendly. Um, we're also going out and uh, trying to attract different types of clients as well. Ones that are a little bit more established in their business that are looking for the next step up. So somebody who has a really solid put together business that is looking to just take it to the next level or they're basically working like working way too much and need something in place like automations and systems set up to help ease that work level. Very cool. And so the products that you offer are a training center where people can come in and learn social media skills. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah. We have this amazing training center that's like edition, oh my gosh, 10. And, you know, with the internet things, trend and come and go so fast. So we're always trying to keep up with the new trends uh, that a lot of that all of our clients use. They're in it all the time. We also offer a lot of support and coaching as well. Because let's just face it, if even if me having to go through something 
and learn a whole new side of marketing and software, you know, it's challenging and it's hard. If I could fork over a little bit more cash to have somebody walk through it with me, if I didn't know somebody or know something to know somebody that could help me is so valuable. So that's what we're pushing and trying to promote is that you're not on an island, you're not alone, that you can have support and help and it's okay. And we're really here to just get you over the hurdles, train you up as, uh, as much as you need to, to get you to your goals. I love that because with the training center, people can do it on their own time. They can do it while exactly. they're working out. They can, you know, do it on their computer and listen to it over and over again. So it mm-hmm. really starts to sink in. But yet there's a space for questions, for brainstorming, for processing. Because like you said, so many, so much of entrepreneurship is mindset that there's a place to process through some of that with, oh, with, yeah. a, with a coach who kind of gets it too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Support to me is so valuable. And we, the team, our team that we have going on here, uh, that's one of the things we pride ourselves on is nobody feels superior than the other person. If you, you know, we always have big group meetings, talk about things. If somebody needs help or doesn't get, understand something, it's okay. We always help each other out. So I think that's important too, to have that vibe or that feeling going on that, you know, don't feel dumb or don't feel stupid if you need help because we, we don't feel that way. Well, social media is a whole nother language a little bit. I mean, you, you're with one thing to learn marketing and copywriting, which is different than blog style writing and informational, you know, it's a different, that's a different language, but then on social media, which changes so quickly, it's helpful to have people that are kind of in that world all the time. Definitely. Definitely. So you work with your husband as well. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like working with him and how you guys balance work and family and relationship and and make it work. Yeah, it's, you know, working with your spouse is not for everybody. Uh, you have to have a lot of boundaries set up in order to be able to get off work and still hang out. So what we find is that... Um, we actually have completely separate offices and, uh, it, you know, and we talk amongst each other. We text, we do all sorts of stuff, but we're comfortable with not having to work side by side. Otherwise we would get nothing done. My husband is quite the talker and he's constantly bombarding me with ideas. I'm like, I got to get a mountain of stuff done. And so we found he has his office in the house over there. And then um, we actually have a separate property that is uh, where, quote unquote, the office is. And so we've transformed what the guest's house was into the office where I work with um, our other employees as well. So having that separation is nice. And then also on our downtime when we are hanging out at dinner, reminding ourselves not to talk about work that we do have a life outside of work. So let's change the subject and talk about something nicely and not get offended when the other person is like, okay, I've had enough and trying to be understanding. Yeah. You're like, what else do we talk about? But it's important. Sometimes you're just like, oh, what do we talk about? (laughs) But yes, it is important to, to understand that you need to build the relationship as well, that your business is your business and your personal life. 
is your personal life too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun to have to have the clear vision together and you're kind of working towards similar goals, but then it, it's also nice not to be on all the time and to feel like you really can decompress and have fun and laugh and not necessarily oh always be checking things off a to-do list. Oh, so, so important. Yes. There is more to life than working. Yes. Yes. So you have come a long way from being a bush pilot. You are now a successful entrepreneur with a thriving business. You've got two little girls who are watching you and, and um, they're gaining those entrepreneurial brain cells as well. Have you seen any of what you do and, and the personal development that you've done trickle down into them? Oh, so I have a really funny story about our oldest daughter, who's 10. Uh, She definitely, your kids watch you like hawks. So it's kind of scary, some of the things that they say, and you're like, oh, you were paying attention to that. Um, So one day after school, I was cleaning out my daughter's backpack, and I find a wad of cash, like, like probably 60 bucks of ones and they're all crumpled up and I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I asked her and I'm like, why do you have all this cash in your backpack? Should I be concerned? And out of just, you know, nonchalantly, she was like, oh, I started making these perfume case holders and grandma had all these little tiny uh, perfume vases and she said I could have them. So I've been selling them at school. like, what? You didn't even tell me that was going on. And she was like, yeah, I get all this, all the, well, she didn't call them materials, but you know, she's like, I get it all for free. And so I just found that, you know, she had her whole pricing structure. She's like, the small ones are $5. The big ones are seven. And, and then she like, I kid you not, she had a little notebook that she would write down who bought for how much and who owed her money. And then she learned that you cannot trust Sarah because she will not bring you the $5 that she promised. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. You have got to, yeah, make sure you write that down because that is like her first business at 10. It That's was, amazing. It was, I was just, my, my jaw just dropped. I was like, what? We got to tell dad this. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. My little boy. So I love making videos, YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. um, training videos, all of that. And so we have our, you know, the camera set up and we taught our, or we were, my boys wanted to do it too. And so they started um, reading elephant and piggy books and putting it on YouTube. And, and it's just so cute because they'll get up in the morning and start like doing their videos and they just think it's normal. (laughs) I know it is funny. They do. We shoot a lot of videos too. We at our old house, we don't have one set up yet. We just moved, but our old house, we actually had a studio where we had the lights up and the camera and everything. And I would catch the girls in there pretending to like talk and, you know, on shooting videos. And we thought it was so cute. That's so fun. It is. It is. And when you grow up in a dreamer's world, you know, just like you did, I feel like there's the world's your oyster. Like you don't have this box that you're put in that you have to then break out of. They really are growing up with this vision of I can be and do anything that I want. It's and, so true. And with social media and the, the ease that it is to connect with people all over the world and see different types of options more than, I mean, I think that's why all my generation wanted to be like teachers and firemen. <laughs> that's I, all we know. 
like we really, it, the world is totally, totally their oyster. It's really cool to see. It is cool. And the internet has really leveled the playing field with business owners and entrepreneurship. So yeah. there's a lot yeah. of opportunity out there now. Yeah. It's not as far reaching as it would have been yeah. in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very cool. Um, before we close out and get, make sure everybody knows how they can continue to learn from you and, and get to know your services, is there anything that's stirring up within you that you want to make sure you mention? Oh, yes. So we are currently writing our Dustin and I's first book together. And oh, I'm so excited. We're still definitely in the writing phases, but we're hoping that it comes out by the end of the year through all the editing, you know, and the launching and everything like that. Um, so we are writing a book about social media marketing made easy. We're trying to sum it all up in four steps and just make it, trying to make it a little bit less intimidating than it needs to be. Very cool. Very cool. I mean, you know, not only is there the network marketing industry, but there's my, my friend just started a cookie baking company out of her house and like she markets through social media. And then we have social influencers who want to grow a big following on Instagram. And like most people need to know this skill these days. Oh, definitely. Like any type of any business. That's why, you know, we just have a niche because it's so, I feel like businesses are so much easier when you have a niche, but what we're teaching and what we're doing every single business out there in the world could do. And that's kind of what we're trying to um, establish in this book is that it doesn't just have to be, you know, coach in the coaching space or the consulting space, but really any social media marketing can be for anybody. And it doesn't have to be this like crazy entity far off in the distance where you don't that it's unreachable. Well, and like you said, 10 years ago, you didn't know marketing. You didn't know social media. You didn't know those skills. Yeah. And you were, you learned along the way, which means that so many other people can too. For sure. Very cool. So Woobly, W, or I'm sorry, Y-O-O-B-L-Y, Woobly, Y-O-O-B-L-Y. Quick, I want to know, where did that name come from? Oh gosh, I wish I had a better answer than um, we fought like cats and dogs for about six months over what our name was going to be. We came up with like, I think, Midnight Marketing and, you know, all these different names and Finally, we had to go to a marketing company and we were like, okay, these are our ideas. We want to go, we want to have a crazy name like Google or something where it's, you know, just people are like, what is that? And to stand out and to remember something. So we came up with Ubly and it's, that's what it's been ever since. Y-O-O-B-L-Y.com. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, definitely go check it out. You can check out their services and and what they currently offer. But if we're interested in learning more about getting this book when it comes out, what would be a good place? How would we connect with Uh, you? We will put that all over our website. (laughs) That will be right on the front page, right at the top. Awesome. Yeah. You're like everywhere. It will be everywhere. everywhere. You will not be able to miss it. So yes, go find them on Facebook, connect with them and um, definitely check out the book at the very least when it comes out and congratulations um, on writing. I mean, I'm actually publishing my second book this year as well. And it's not, I mean, it's like, 
an interesting process. So I think, Oh yeah, no, it's not like you just sat down one day and got all the thoughts out of your head. No, it's a whole process. It's it's a, it's a whole mud again, but you know what? We've done it before. We know what it looks like to get to the other side. So we just keep going. And people will benefit. And I think that's the, so exciting when you know yeah. the, the benefit that you're giving people, then, then you, you're willing to go through the mud because you know that it's worth it. That's right. That is right. Having, seeing the, uh, seeing the result, you know, at the end and knowing that uh, people are going to really get something from it and it's going to, and it's going to help. Absolutely. It's going to help. Very cool. Well, thank you again for your time today and for sharing your wisdom and your experience with us. Um, I'm grateful for your time and have an amazing day. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list and I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you and remember to dream big. 